What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Busy Sticks here for the week of November 23rd, episode two. We got the momentum flying now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, my good friend, Baba Yaga, John Fick. John, you ready to talk some video games? I sure am. I'm so excited. I'm so, I'd like your light if you're watching the, the YouTube version of this. We got some nice lights there uh, in the background of John. I've got some lights. I didn't have yeah. this for episode one. So I've got uh, the you know nice little teal lightsaber above my head and, and whatnot. I've got to fill out the shelf. Uh, if you're looking over my left shoulder, I, I've got my Nintendo Switch. I tried to get John to leave his brand new OLED Switch at my house, uh, but I clearly failed because it would have balanced out my shelf. And then maybe in between, I would have played it, you know, just to test it out a little bit, keep it warm. But uh, John saw past my shenanigans when he was over my house this week and, and unfortunately took it home with him. I but certainly did. I got I to gotta say, wow, I, I'm shocked how much of a difference that new model actually makes. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it would, really. I was like, right. okay, this is nice. It's, it's a new shiny product, but getting my hands on yours and even just booting up Animal Crossing, it's like a whole new system. It is. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll talk we'll about that later it. today. I do have to say, though, your shot looks great, man. Great, like, really good idea with that setup. Like, I love what you've done with it. It's very clean, but, like, you can just interchange whatever you want there. The lights look real good. The lightsaber's super, super cool touch. Did a great job with it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I, um, a little bit of thought went into it. I, I had these lights that I wasn't sure what to do with, and here we are. I just kind of threw them at the wall. Right. Shout out to my dad. Thank you for helping me uh, hang these brackets. That was wonderful. But here on Busy Sticks, the Geekiverse is all new video game talk show. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed episode one. If not, go back, check that out. Whether you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or listening on podcast services around the globe, we've got some good stuff to get to today. We're going to talk about what we're thankful for in the world of gaming here in 2021. Uh, undoubtedly, we're going to touch on Halo multiplayer for Halo Infinite. And first, um, why don't we start with what? not what's in our system, but what we'll, what do we got to drink here? What's about to today? be in our system? <laughs> yes. Uh, so for Whoa. myself, I've got a, I've got a big ditch. I've actually never heard of this or seen this before. I assume it's relatively new. So big ditch, local brewery here in Buffalo, New York. This is called Cyclops Romance. It's an IPA. Uh, I picked it up today. Are you familiar with it? Uh, yes. So, ironically enough, hey, look, big ditch is is two for two on our show here. Uh, last week I had their their brand new Cran Sour. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, I was going to pick up one of them for last week's episode. It was either the crayon or that. Awesome. So, yeah, they, I've they not s- tried it yet, though. They sold me on can art, or yeah, the can art alone. It's really cool. It's got some uh, some nice purples and some uh, some really cool design going on. I don't even know like what kind of hops we're getting into here. Um, oh, here we go. Motueka, some Nelson. Gonna be fun. Yeah, I I can't wait to try it myself. Uh, this one we had uh, we had tested out our our stream. A few days ago for the, the upcoming Geekiverse event that we've got on December 4th, Geeks Give Back. Anyway, John, um, as he should, is tasked with being the beer guy and bringing the good stuff over. So we did, and I've still got a can of it. Uh, I've got Dank by Other Half. There you go. I can't that take credit for that. Tim actually brought that one. There was three beers there, too, that I brought. Tim actually brought Dank. So Tim I Talbot. I know Tim brought this. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, so when we went well, out to when we went out to uh, Murphy Brown, Tim he grabbed that four-pack, and he's been hanging on to it since then, so he brought that from there. Tim, my apologies. Credit where it's due. Uh, I could have just taken it. Drink some bright beers. I did. <laughs> I could have just, just taken that credit, but you got to give you know got to give it where it's due. You got to. So uh, this this one's delicious. This is kind of scratching the itch for me lately. I've, I've got my Animal Crossing glass. Gotta oh, love well, that. I don't know why I didn't go. I, I got to stay on theme with glasses. I have so much glassware, but I went uh, another local brewery here. I went with Thin Man. I should really uh, bring in my fun glasses. You've got some good ones, um, and so do I as a result of you. So as, as we mentioned, we're going to bring in a little bit of beer uh, to our video game obsession, really two obsessions there, just combining the best of both worlds. And so we're, we're going to have that week to week and represent locally where possible also. So uh, kudos to our, our local heroes here in Buffalo. Cheers, my friend. Wonderful Cheers to you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving week. You as well. We're going to get off to our next segment here, show and tell. So we, we started this last week. I had, uh, I had the Thanos ornament, which I was really excited about, the, the snap. John, John, what do you got? First one ever. This is my first show and tell. We're going we're gonna to alternate. And I'm, I'm going to say 
don't get worried about, about the show and tell. There's going to be some fun, some deep dives, some some random, random old stuff. It's not going to just be like, okay, I just bought this new thing. Josiah bought a new ornament. I happen to be showing something relatively new. It's not always going to be like that. I've got some fun stuff planned that are some, some real good callbacks. Um, but this week, I had to do it. I had to show off my brand new OLED Nintendo Switch. <laughs> so Josiah started talking about it. Um, I think there's oh, enough to talk man. about here for show and tell because, man... Like Josiah alluded to, cannot believe how much of a difference it really makes. Now, I say that, but I knew it would. I'm a big screen guy. I, I love OLED. The only reason I, I upgraded my iPhone within the last couple of years is because they went to OLED. I have an OLED television. I talked Joe into getting one. I think I'm, I'm going to take a lot of credit for you getting an OLED. Um, so I love OLED technology. But when the Switch remodels and revamps were being rumored, I was really, really hoping we'd see some more horsepower. So when it came out and we were only getting OLED, I'm like, all right, I'm probably not going to get it. But then I did see one in person. My buddy Trevor had one. And I'm like, man, it really is that big of a difference. And the Switch market is so hot right now that I was able to sell my other Switch for a good amount. I sold it for like more than 80% of what I paid for this, basically. So to me, it was worth the upgrade. Um, it's gorgeous. Uh, the, the screen is more edge to edge. Let's see if I can get it on so you can kind of tell. So there's less of a, a border around it. So it just makes it feel a little more premium. Um, it's heftier because the display is made of glass instead of plastic, which is also good because that original Switch scratched like absolute butter. Um, I feel like the Joy-Cons are more securely... Like if you ever held a Switch, there's a little bit of wiggle to the Joy-Cons. The rails kind of loosen up over time. I don't know if this is it's because, it's so, because it's brand new or if it's just built better. But there's none of that. This, feel, this feels like more of a, a solid unit than the, the OG did. And then finally, the kickstand is just so much better comes out like this, kind of like a uh, Microsoft Surface, if you're familiar with that. Um, audio audio listeners, you're not going to be able to see what's going on here, but you've probably seen one. It's just so smooth. It doesn't feel flimsy like it's going to snap. Like if Josiah rolled back five feet, I'm sure he knocks his off that shelf right there. Um, the Switch OLED is super cool. I, I kind of can't believe that they even... like it's a, It makes the original kickstand look just downright embarrassing. Right. That That's... I can't believe they did that. Um, second of all, I think you just answered my question on why you were so quiet when I was talking about the OLED. Yeah. I was like, why is Ron not giving me anything here? It was just a weird, <laughs> weird vibe that I was I was confused about, but now it makes sense. I knew it was going to pay off. I, was, I almost was going to say nothing, but I'm like, okay, that's going to be too much of a hint. I figured you would have gotten it at that point or it would have just been super awkward. So I just didn't go that route. Um, but yeah, I Maybe wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to go with my, my show and sell. I love the white Joy-Cons too. Like that was another stipulation. I have another, one of my buddies who's always like helping me hunt for stuff and vice versa. I'm like, if you see one, I want it, but I only want the white one. I don't want the I don't want the neon colors. I've had that before. This white is different and super cool. You know, I thought it was you that I had to blame for my inevitable time when I get an OLED switch, but it's Trevor. It's yeah. Trevor's fault. It is. It is. Yeah, he he's the well. To be fair, I did get him. I did buy his Switch for him. I did find it on launch day. So I got him the Switch. And then he got me to want a Switch. So it's just, a, it's an ever, you know, it's a circle. It's a circle. John, if you were to, if you were to put a number on it, how many, how many systems would you say you've gotten for people? Ooh. Okay. So Trevor's OLED <laughs> Switch on launch, which was really hard to get that first couple of days. Um, three PS3s and four Series Xs. So we're at eight. Eight next gen systems that I've secured for for other folks. It's been it's been fun. PS fives you met right? Did I say what I say? PS fours. Three. <laughs> I said three. Oh, I'm three PS threes. Yeah, no, three PS fives. I mean, PS threes are still real cool, but three PS fives. If if it was one of those originals, um, you know, the backwards compatible, which mm -hmm. I had for like a hot minute. Did you? Um, I did, which, you know, I got it used at GameStop. It didn't work very well. So I had to go with the, the brand new at the time slim. Um, but yeah, I, I have my Series X thanks to you. I can't believe I could not get my hands on one. I was like, oh my gosh, everyone in our group text was getting one. I, I was left and right. I was like, I'm the Xbox guy. How can I? I can't get one. But <laughs> thankfully, John did. Came um, through. And then I, I've had a hot run, uh, or I did at least. I got, a P I got two PS5s at launch. One for myself, one for uh, for my brother-in-law, and then right for Christmas, I got my hands on one for Tim. So that's you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving here. You just gotta you gotta look out for each other. It's great. Don't stuff. sell them. You know, yeah, don't don't flip them. Don't do it. Well, 
I like that show and tell a lot. That's that's a beautiful segue, I would assume, into what's in your system. Assuming yeah. you've got something going on in the Switch. Absolutely. Uh, so I've been rocking some Pokemon. Uh, so Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl came out on Friday. Um, I'm a huge Pokemon guy. I've played every game. Um, I'm, I'm big into big into the all the games. Pokemon Go, I still play. Huge into the cards, even. I love Pokemon. Um, so there was really no, there, there was no way I wasn't, first of all, going to get this and be, and, and, and even more so, there's no way I wasn't going to be excited for it. Um, there was a lot of, I don't know, the reviews came out and everyone was like, okay, it's just, it's just a straight up remake, but that's what everybody wanted. So I don't really know where the controversy is coming from. Uh, I don't know. I think Western, uh, Western Pokemon fans are just the worst. I mean, they ask for something, they get it and they complain about it. It's it's a really tough fan base to be a part of. So I kind of just like shun myself from all that. I think it's great. Um, it is Diamond and Pearl. Um, I actually never played Diamond or Pearl, but I played Platinum, which was just like the third version of that game that did every. It took everything from that game and added a little more. That's kind of how the Pokemon Company did DLC before DLC. They would do a third version of the game and just add a little more content and resell the game for the same price with a new like you know uh, legendary Pokemon on the cover. So um, yeah, Diamond and Pearl. I thought always always fun games. Um, it's nice to be back into like an old school Pokemon game. So this is Gen 4. Uh, we're at what, 8 now? So it, it's it's relatively early on. I think these games came out in what, 2006? That sounds about right. Diamond and Pearl. I, I think that's right. I could be off on that, but around that time. So they're, you know, we're, they're old games. Um, the old Pokemon formula is definitely what I prefer to what we're getting now. Um, things are a lot more difficult. And I don't mean that in like a you know, I'm dying all the time and like using tons of potions. There's just more combat. Um, there's just way more to do in terms of, I don't know. I felt like in like Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, the newest games that came out, I felt like the towns were pretty dull. Like I, there was almost no reason for me to ever go into a house when I go into a new town. I just go into a new town, follow the main quest, go into the gym, go to the next town, watch some cutscenes. I feel like in these older games, there's just stuff everywhere. There's like people worth talking to in every building. They, they're, you know, they're giving you items, um, they're sending you, sending you down little like narrative side quests. There's just a lot more going on. Um, so it's just nice to be back to an old Pokemon game and kind of just be, it's more of a grind, but it's the grind that, you know, Pokemon fans really like, um, graphics are great. Runs incredible. There's no real new features. I think a lot of Pokemon fans were hoping that it would be more like a, uh, Omega Ruby, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Um, those games were remakes of Alpha, of ruby and sapphire but they added a ton there was so much extra stuff to do like you can catch almost every legendary pokemon in those games there's a lot a lot of extra content that's not the case with these ones it's just a straight up remake there's a couple of like there's quality of life features like they've added like you know quick action and stuff like that but um nothing nothing groundbreaking they are true remakes and they look great and they play great and if you like those games you're gonna love these ones i think that's well said um I'm with you and and kind of seeing some of the negativity out there. And to me, it's like, just then, then move on. You know, if you, if you want to dive in, go ahead. Otherwise, see you later. Man. And it's ironic too, because like when, when there was rumors that they would be remaking gen four, all of the diehard Pokemon fans were like, man, please don't let it be like the let's go games. Cause the let's go games like really changed up the formula and there was no battling when it comes to wild Pokemon. And it was really simplified. I thought still really good, but they're like, man, please don't mess with them. Please just give us faithful remakes. And they gave us exactly that faithful, like one-to-one almost remakes. And now there's controversy that they didn't do enough. So it's just like, they can't win. That is pop culture in a nutshell, my friend, (laughs) you know, uh, people ain't happy unless they're complaining. Uh, for, for me, what's been in my system, I, you know, I will get to one game in a moment. Cause I know we share this, uh, but, uh, Kana bridge of spirits. Uh, I am, I'm at the finish line right before we sat down to record tonight. Like I I'm at the very end. I've enjoyed my time with it. I blame myself for not focusing on just this one game and playing through it. Cause it's, it's about a nine, 10 hour campaign. There's some, some, uh, side stuff you can do. Nothing too crazy. Um, I'm debating if I want to go back for the platinum, but I, it's funny to me because as soon as I saw the, the trailer for this, I was like, huh, uh, Kana kind of reminds me of Ray. Well, boiler free here, uh, in the story, she, she doesn't know who her, her parents are. Where does that come from? (laughs) Uh, she also, uh, has these unique inexplicable supernatural powers. Weird. Uh, so there, there's a lot of similarities. I, I'm kind of being facetious here. I, I love Ray in Star Wars, uh, but some of the parallels as a Star Wars fan, I'm enjoying. 
past that, I do have some gripes with the game. Uh, this is not a gripe. It's absolutely beautiful. The cutscenes phenomenal. I, I've touched on this before in, in other shows. Uh, in terms of the gripes, though, there's odd difficulty spikes, and th- this is not a hard game. This is this is not a Soulsborne game, any anything like that. But the the combat is so simplistic when you're facing your your average Joe, you, any enemy except for a boss. And then when you get to a boss fight, there's not a lot of rhyme and reason to it. Sometimes it's off the charts, and I'm not even on the the hardest setting. And then on the flip side. Uh, because it's not tied to a trophy, I was like, you know, what if I just bring it down a notch to story mode? So essentially, there, I mean, you can die, but the enemies don't really attack as much. Like, it, it's a breeze. And the fall off is dark. Like, you don't die in any boss fight. They're, they take some time to get uh, towards the end on, but um, that's something I think maybe they need to figure out for hopefully what would be a Kana sequel uh, down the line. And then an- another gripe I have is that the the story, even though I find it interesting, we find out a ton about some of the characters that we're chasing, so to speak, but we don't find out as much as I would like to know or focus on Kana, our primary character here. She's the star. I, I want to find out more about her. And again, that's like Ray, right? We want to know all about her past and, and what's going on, why she has these powers. Um, and I'm not saying though everything goes unanswered, uh, but I, I think there could have been a little bit of a, a better job there. So for a first game and in, in what I would hope would be a series, I think this is a really good head start. But it, as I, I get out there and I look at some of the reviews, I mean, this came out in September and very high scores, 9 out of 10, 8.5 out of 10. I think I, if I had to put my own number on it, I'm probably closer to like a 7 which is still not a bad score. It's just, it's not a game of the year candidate for me. Like I, I, I hoped it, it might've been. So still enjoy my time. I, I would, uh, I, like I said, I'm kind of contemplating going back for a second run on it to, to get the platinum, but there's just a lot going on right now. So I'm not sure if I'll get there. Hmm. Uh, the physical edition of that game is either out now or coming very soon. So uh, check that out. If you are a collector of physical media, and then the other game that I think is no surprise is Halo Infinite. Uh, so, John, we've had the game for about a week now uh, in terms of the multiplayer. We can speak more to it than we could, obviously, when we last recorded. Why don't you give me your thoughts on what you've seen so far and what you've enjoyed and, and maybe not enjoyed, if anything. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's excellent. You know, I do forget what we, what we talked about last week because I have spoken about this game so much. Like, in, I've had, like, a lot of real-life conversations about this game, so I forget if we talked about a couple of the gripes, but I'll go through them again uh, when we get there. The game's great, man. It, it really is. It is it is everything you want about Halo multiplayer. It is it is fast. It is fair. It is balanced. That is what, at the end of the day, that's what Halo is all about. Um, it, it takes five shots with a battle rifle to kill you no matter what. There's no ambiguity. You're, you're playing something like a Call of Duty and you're running all of a sudden you feel like you just got like two shot killed and you're frustrated and you just want to quit the game. If you if you're done in Halo, you know why. Like even even things like the grenades, like you just know it's so it's so it's so um, tangible how close you are to that grenade and how much damage you're about to take. And then okay, I took that damage. There's a guy right there. He got me. I'm done. And I know that happened because I was in the wrong like wrong place at the right time. Right. So Halo is just like it's just so black and white. It's so tangible, and I love it. And and this is just that perfected. It's it's the you know it's the best Halo multiplayer. They they took everything that they've ever you know perfected about these games and they've given us more um so i'm loving i'm loving the gameplay love that it's free love that it's out early uh gripe wise man that battle pass is a real real grind it is brutal um so all of last week there was like no way to progress the battle pass without doing challenges and the challenges take you away from the game you're trying to play halo is a very objective based game right? Like most of the time you're not playing Team Slayer, you're playing Capture the Flag or Oddball or something like that. And you're trying to do challenges by getting kills with guns that you don't care about. So you're bringing your team down. And that's really the only way you could progress the battle pass. Um, since then, I think they've done, they've made some tweaks. I think you now get like 50 XP per match. Um, and there's a couple other things that are going on too. I really wish it was based on performance, like wins and losses and how well you did on your team. That would be huge, man. I, I, I really, I really hope that's coming because that's a no brainer, you know, for a way to get XP. How well did I do? How well did my team do? So I hope that's on its way. Um, and then I, I mentioned you're not always, you know, playing Slayer. You might be thrown into an oddball game or something like that. I do wish you had control over that. I wish that you didn't just press quick play and get thrown into a match. Um, you look at something like the Master Chief Collection. So granular. You can do 
I mean, with that game, you can pick like I want to play Halo 2, uh, 3, and 4, and I want to do BRs only. And like you'll just get, you know, thrown into a game like that. So I wish we had half as many queuing options in this. I just wish, I, you know, if I want to play some Slayer, I can play some Slayer. If I want to start off with a Battle Rightful and not play Ranked, I should be able to do that, right? So hopefully that stuff is coming, but, you know, it's early. It's not even out yet, technically. It's still beta. And that's very much a beta thing, right? Like, I, when I heard... I even texted you. I'm like, wait, so what's going on? They're, they're saying it's the beta. They're say, people are saying this is out. What's going on? It's kind of the best of both worlds. I think I have the same gripes as you, uh, whereas, especially with the game modes, I would love to just go play Slayer. Sometimes that's all I want to do. I just want to rack up kills. I don't want to worry about anything else. Um, instead of having kind of this roll of the dice to see what kind of game mode I'm going to get. Uh, that being said, I'm really enjoying every time Oddball comes up. I don't yeah. know what it is, but that that's got me going. <laughs> it is definitely it's definitely refreshing to be forced to play objective games because, like, I know that you know for the first couple hours I would just be grinding away Slayer just to get a good feel for the game before I start doing something different. So it has been nice to be like you know nudged into like you know try try to win a game here, try to have some support with your teammates. So that's been fun for sure. I I'm definitely the same there. Like when I find a mode that I I like, that's all I stick to. I don't yeah. get away from it. It's bad. It's tough. But from a positive standpoint, uh, I think if we're talking about stuff we want to see, like some of the, the gripes we just had, I think 343, uh, and rightfully so, they're on it quick. They're, they're listening to fan feedback. I mean, even, even though it was a small adjustment here in the first few days, they added that X, XP bonus just for playing a match. They said, we heard you here. We're going to add this. I have to have faith that they're working on other stuff, and they're going to support this for a good long time to come, especially seeing um, you know, it was delayed a, a year. This is such a big, big entry for the, the Xbox ecosystem in general that it, Microsoft has to have it right. Whether you're playing on a Series X or an S or an Xbox One or on your phone, this has got to be good. Uh, the gameplay itself, man, Halo 3 is my favorite multiplayer. This is even better. It's 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 tighter. It, it's it feels good. I I think the the sign for me that I, I love this so much is that I sit down and it's 10 o'clock, and I think I've been playing for about 10 15 minutes, and it's midnight. Like goodness, like the yeah. time absolutely flies. It just brings me back to college when Halo Three popped, um, and just I would play all throughout the night. I'm really excited. I feel like a kid again playing this game, having a lot of fun with it. Um, I know this is really, truly just the beginning. Hope to play this game for years to come. Can't wait to see where they go with it. Can't wait to see eventual DLC. I can't wait to get my hands on the campaign. Goodness gracious, we're only a few weeks away, but that is really got me just. I don't even know. I just, I can't put it into words. I'm so excited for when it gets here. Seeing some of the coverage from some of the other media outlets on what they think of it and how it doesn't stray too far from the, the tried and true Halo formula, but it does evolve it and open it up with just a little bit of a, a touch of open world. Just a little. It sounds like I, I can't wait. Cannot wait to get my hands on it. And like I said, we only got to wait a few weeks for it. So uh, you and I uh, squatted up the uh, a few nights back. We had, we had some success. Yeah, it was we had fun. a few rough goes of it but uh the ones we want were were pretty good games that's uh, fun i'm enjoying how are you enjoying the the map variation so far uh so ma map variation i think leaves a bit to be desired there's not as many maps as i as I'd, i would hope for um but again i'm not playing like big team battles so i know there's a few you know maps that are reserved for that um but that being said every map that i'm playing i'm loving there's nothing that i'm frustrated by there's no there's not a time that i see a map pop up and i'm like not this one again um things have been things have been solid so i'm you know you, you again they're they're early on we know they're going to be they're going to be pumping new maps out for sure and again, free to play, folks. So if you have not, go download that. Get on Game Pass right now. Speaking of which, this week you can get Game Pass uh, three months uh, for Ultimate for twenty five bucks. Yeah, Just I got to stock up on that. Exactly. This, really this is the it. week I I stock up for the year. I, I stack them up. You can you can stack them for I think up to thirty six months. So if you want to push it out, go ahead and do it. You know, there's going to be a lot of value on Game Pass for years to come. Well, yeah. Uh, one more Halo Infinite feature we didn't talk about. The game works. It works. It just launched last Monday, and it, it, it shadow dropped, took the world by storm, and you can play it. You can go in, and you can just click mac matchmaking and play a game. It's crazy. In 2021, that's a huge feature to launch with a working game. Absolutely out of this world. I've had um, almost, I don't recall any connectivity issues 
anyone getting booted from my game, anything like that. I've had no lag. Um, I've been able to get into a match within a minute or two, pretty much just about every time. Yep. Um, man, I great point just in general in 2021, but think about uh, the Master Chief Collection launch and what we saw there. Absolutely. We could not do that again. What a mess. <laughs> right? What a mess. Think about a game that launched uh, last Friday in Battlefield 2040 to whatever it's called that game's a hot mess right now that game very much wasn't ready and man what a tough week to come out when when halo shadow drops right before you i almost feel bad for that team i mean that's that sucks it does um, you see something like that but all the best to them i, I hope they they write the ship there yeah uh on the absolute opposite end of the spectrum is halo and man it feels good it looks good it just plays good Get your hands on it. Sounds real Can't good wait. too. That's another big thing. Halo's always sounded great. They take it to the next level this year. It just sounds so good. The gun sounds are just perfect. Yeah, they really are, dude. I, uh, I one thing I wanted to speak to actually before we we moved on to um, the next topic. You had mentioned it. It's a very level playing field. Like if you're good at Halo or if you're bad at Halo, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You're, it's not because you didn't play for a hundred hours and level up all, and get all these special weapons and and whatnot. Most of what we're talking about is customizable in Halo Infinite from a, a visual standpoint. So it's not going to necessarily help you succeed. And I really appreciate it about this game. Yep, Every, everybody spawns with the same weapon, and we all have the same chance to get to those power weapons on the map. It is a it's a very very black and white style game. I would almost call it like an arcade arena style shooter in that sense. I think it makes sense. How do you uh, how do you feel about uh, the grapple so far? You know, you I don't. Hit that? I've had it, but not much experience with it. I I haven't really messed with those power items too often. And you know what the what it is most of the time is that I don't realize when I pick them up, and I still don't have the icons down. So I see them in the lower right. I see that I've got something loaded. And like the grapple, I do definitely know because that one's like for sure. I know I know what that one is. But the other ones, I'm like kind of confused as to what I have. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to use this at the wrong time. And I only have like one or two of them, so I don't want to waste it. So I haven't really been using them very often. Um, that I would say that's one downside in general of the campaign not launching with the multiplayer, as I don't have time to play around with all this stuff. Um, other Halo games, even the weapons, like I'm picking up these Covenant weapons. I'm like, I have no clue if this is automatic, a rocket launcher or a sniper rifle. So I just don't use it, right? Like if I, if the campaign would have launched with it, I would have been messing with those weapons. So I'd have a little more comfort with them. I, I've been sticking to the, the pistol BR and the assault rifle for sure. I've, I've enjoyed the grapple so far. I can't wait to get, I can't wait to master it, you know, like to really zip across the map. Um, I see there's an achievement for killing someone with the grapple, which I think is funny. Um, and then some of the other ones, I think there's boost. Essentially, it's it's like a dash. It's a thruster. That, yeah. So when I know I have that one, I, I love that because that that can really because like we said, Halo, it's all about, you know, I, I have to shoot you more than you shoot me. And it's very, very like it's five shots and you're done. Right. So it, being able to just thrust out of the way and get that one extra shot in has been huge. Thrusting over somebody really, really helpful. So that one is actually one I think one of the most useful in like you know, one-on-one combat. Then there's the, the cloaking, uh, which I don't remember the actual name for, but you're invisible. Active camo. Yes. Active Um, camo over shield, which is like double shields. Um, and then there is the, uh, the bubble shield type one that you throw down to. I forgot what that one is called, but I don't care about that. I, you're right. Um, with the active camo that has come in handy many times in oddball. Uh, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Go and snipe the ball from, from someone. So, yeah, I, I think, too, those are very balanced. I think for the most part, they, they pop up at the right amount of time. So in between uh, regenerating, they, they do a good job with that. It's not always the same thing. You're right. It's not always the same player getting to them, John. Everyone's got kind of the same. Yeah, distance uh, to it or, you know. Yeah. Sure. That's exactly it. So uh, very, very balanced. If, if I had to describe the game in one word, it'd be balanced so far. So kudos to 343. It's been worth the wait. Can't wait to get my hands on that that uh, single player campaign. Can't wait, John. Uh, as we mentioned, it is Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., so we wanted to to kind of go through a few things each on just gaming in 2021. Things we're thankful for. It can be anything at all. Why don't you kick us off? All right, I'm, I'm going to kick off with the easy with the softball. I'm, I'm, there's a good chance I'm going to knock one off your list because we didn't talk about this, but. 
I'm I'm thankful for Game Pass. How, how could you not be? We just we just talked about how you can load up for three months, twenty five bucks. Take advantage of that. Load yourself up for three years. <laughs> Max it out because Game Pass is so good. Um, yes, technically Halo Infinite multiplayer is fully free. You don't need Game Pass to play it, but the campaign's coming soon. And Forza Horizon Five, another huge game. What I think maybe is the biggest snub for game of the year for the game awards this year. Um, just an absolutely phenomenal game, and everything Xbox is going to launch for them from their first party is coming day and day to, day and date to Game Pass. Uh, we talked about it last week. We are finally living up to that promise as to what Game Pass can be. Not to mention, they just keep adding awesome AAA games. Like there's just a great ever expanding and just rotating library for 15 bucks a month or 25 bucks a month for three years if you're taking advantage of these deals. It's just so convenient to to. It really does feel like the the early days of Netflix when you're just like, man, I'm excited to boot up Netflix and see what's on it. Now it's kind of overwhelming, and they're like, I'm only looking for a specific show because I'm so like overwhelmed with how much stuff they have on there. But it's like the early days where I'm like, man, I can't wait to find something new. I just pop onto the app on my phone and go to the you know the newly added section. I'm like, oop, install that, install that. Can't wait, can't wait. Game Pass is such a such a cool way to play games in 2021. It's such a beautiful thing. I did not have this on my list, so I'm very surprising. Yeah. Even though I am thankful for it, obviously, um, every, you know, I, it, it's no secret. I, I think most people are are this way. If you're an Xbox fan, especially, I've championed this since since it came out a few years ago, and I always thought there was good value with it. But I think we're at a point where it's superb value, and it's only going to get better. Uh, everything you said is spot on there. I think if you're the kind of Netflix person or now Game Pass person who maybe has run the course and thinks they're bored, you know, I, hey, I'm looking for a new show. I'm looking for a new game. Game Pass is the best way to go and discover something new because you're not buying the game. You can go right. play it for a little bit, right? And, and then and, and you can play some of these in the cloud now. Right. And let's be honest, like even if you don't want to be smart with your subscriptions, even if there's just a game that comes to it and you want to play it and get your value out of it, subscribe to Game Pass for a month, pay 15 bucks and play Forza Horizon 5 and get that done in a month, right? Play two months of Halo Infinite and play the campaign and, and pay $30 for it. And you're still walking away cheaper than a 60 or $70 title. I mean, it's just, especially if you game it like that and you're only paying for it when you're, when you're using it, it's a silly, silly deal. It's really good. That's exactly it. You don't have to have this subscription forever, nor anything else. Like I think people right. always feel that way. Like just, Get your money's worth and get out. Right. This one is going to be a long haul money's worth for me, if that for makes sure. sense. Um, so very excited about that. I'll say one last thing on Game Pass. I do get excited when I see a new game revealed for it, and it just happens to be a game that I've wanted to play but haven't gotten to yet. So that good. is the best feeling in the world. It's the best feeling. Um, what were we saying um, was one of the games we want to play during the, the stream? Oh, my gosh. It's an EA game. It takes two. Yes, it takes two. Okay. So I think I think that just hit Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's probably on uh, EA, EA Access now, so that would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense. So that's exactly it. Like I've been waiting to play this game. Um, I could have gone and bought it, but now I've kind of been rewarded for putting it off because now I I'm I've I mean I'm not getting it for free, I but can, I'm getting it for something I've already paid for. I can confirm so, that it takes two is on both uh, Xbox and PC Game Pass for sure. Well, there you go. So that's going to be a thing I dive into very soon. First thing on my list that I'm thankful for in 2021. This is vague. Um, if only for we don't have a lot of specifics, but I'm thankful for all of the rumors on all of these Star Wars games that are allegedly coming out. <laughs> so we talked last week about Quantic Dream, one of my favorite studios from a narrative standpoint. Um, we've got one from Ubisoft coming. We've got a, a sequel at some point coming to Jedi Fallen Order. There's just so so many rumored good things going on. We've got KOTOR, right? Uh, we even got uh, from Limited Run Games the um, the physical version of the the Switch, the original KOTOR. Just there's there's a lot coming up, and I think we are going to eventually, I would say within maybe two, three years, live in just this golden age of Star Wars games. And I can't wait to see uh, I guess these official announcements as they hit in the coming months. Yeah. I think the best way I'd verbalize that in the way I feel about it is I'm thankful for how Disney is handling star Wars games. I'm, I'm thankful for the way that they are delegating this out 
And I mean, obviously they, they, they've had their own star Wars has had its own game division before things were so, so a lot of shovelware. They tried the whole exclusivity thing with EA. That was nothing short of a nightmare. Uh, so to see them do it this way and, you know, lead things off with, uh, with Jedi fallen order, um, with respawn and, and announce sequel to that and all this other stuff that's, that's in the works or even just leaked. I'm very thankful that they're treating this property the right way, the same way they are with Marvel. I mean, say what you will about you know something like uh, uh, Avengers kind of missing, but you know they're they're trying. They're 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 putting these properties into the hands of good studios. They're not kind of just milking it just to get something out there. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And it, it was tough. We talked about it early on at the Geekiverse. We we're five years into that exclusivity deal with EA, and they only had released Battlefront, the first one only. We didn't even get to the controversy that was the second one. So. I'm happy that they found their way out of <laughs> out of that exclusivity deal with this loophole by basically creating Lucasfilm games, yep. uh, a nod to the past legendary LucasArts. So lots lots of good stuff coming there. John, what else are you thankful for? Uh, so this one is a, a a bit branching, but it makes sense. I'm thankful for next gen features. So next gen features. We're a year into next gen. So what do I mean by that? SSD. Those load times, man, it is something that I just cannot get enough of. And I I booted up my PS4 Pro for the first time in a very long time. So up in the office up here, I've got my PS4 Pro. I booted it up just to see if like my games were up to date and if I still had like Fortnite and those ones that I might just like randomly throw on, like Call of Duty and um, everything like that. And man, that thing just chugs. It Even just the menus, launching a game. It's crazy how much of a different difference it is, not to mention just loading into a game. So those load times, super thankful for. Uh, next one, when it comes to next-gen features, 120 hertz refresh rate. Man, I, I never thought I would be that kind of guy who cared about refresh rate. And now that we have next-gen, and then most games are hitting 60 frames per second, and shooters are targeting 120 uh, at, you know, at, at the sacrifice of, of some graphic fidelity, it's great. I've been playing. I've been playing Halo Infinite and Call of Duty Vanguard at 120 FPS, and like, so noticeable. It is so smooth. Going from 120 to 60 is doable. Like, it's not the end of the world. But going from 120 and then booting up a game that plays in 30 is like, oh my god! I went back to last gen. This is crazy. Like, the it's a very very stark difference, and it makes a difference when it comes to shooters. So 120 has been has been a godsend. Um. And then the last one is along those same lines. It's just having options with the graphics and things like that. I can I can play the game at 4K 30 or 4K 60, or I can play it at 1080, 1080p and, uh, and and bump that frame right up to 160. I can change my field of view. So very PC-like options that these things are now capable of and that developers are letting us tinker around with because the consoles can handle it. So overall, super thankful for next-gen features. I think I take a lot of that for granted. And I think about from time to time when like I just maybe I'm playing on my Xbox, I pause it, I go do something and I get onto other tasks with my day and I come back later and it's been turned off because of sleep mode. And then I turn it back on and I jump back in my game in like five seconds. Crazy. I, right. I, I, I forget about that all the time. And it, it's kind of crazy that I mean everything you talked about there, spot on. Like going back to last gen games now, which I mean, man, the Xbox One, especially later in the generation, and the the PS4 Pro, those were no slouches. But they the, don't hold a candle to the, what we've got now. The load times are just something like I can't believe we used to deal with. Like like thinking back, at, like we just talked about Jedi Fallen Order. Man, if you would die like platforming or during a fight in Jedi Fallen Order, you're talking about like a good thirty to forty five seconds to just to get back to where you just were. And that's just the thing of the past. Here's a gripe I didn't bring up before. If I had to play Kana on PS4, there there's terrible decisions. I don't know why this is when you die as to where you start again and. Sometimes it's right, like it blows my mind that you have to watch a cutscene over at any point in this game, but you do frequently. Like if you die in a boss battle, you don't just start right at the beginning of that boss battle. You start at the two or three minutes before that. If I had to do this on a PS4 and wait for that to load and oh, get God. there, I'd be pulling my hair out. Right. Can't imagine. So thankful for that. This segues uh, kind of nicely into my second thankful point, and that is I feel... Well, first of all, we're a year removed from the launch uh, of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S consoles. I feel like they are really... I got my money's worth for having two different systems. I was worried about this. I didn't feel like 
at first, it was a smart decision to go and pursue both a PS5 and a Series X. I was, I'm, there's no doubt about it. I'm a very blessed man to have, have gotten my hands on both when some people can't find one. And I, I sympathize with you so much. Your time is coming, my friend. But they feel very different to me. And that is a beautiful thing. PS5, you know, to, to sum it up, this is no secret, right? They, they go after these more cinematic, uh, from a game standpoint, um, first party experiences. And they, they nail it just with almost every release they have. Xbox is playing the, the different game where they, they're focusing on their ecosystem and play anywhere, play on any device. We don't care how you play our games. And with Game Pass, more as a service as opposed to, hey, go buy Halo for $70 when it comes out. And there's a, there's a long list we could probably talk about that differentiates both systems. But I, again, I feel like I got my money's worth by having both of them. And that was a concern of mine early on. So um, more so, I think, differentiates these even though they're, I think they're about on par, to be honest with you. More differentiates these two than the, the Xbox One and the PS4, for sure. Those those could feel like they were running over at times. Absolutely. But, yeah, I'm with you there. I, I feel like I, I didn't get there until kind of this holiday season with my Series X. And I didn't regret it because I knew that was the decision I was making. I knew that I was buying both just because, you know, I was fortunate enough to do so and I wanted to play with the two shiny new toys. And I love games. So, I you know, that's what I do, right? I just bought a new Switch that I certainly don't need. It just has a prettier screen. Um so I knew that my Series X was probably going to take a backseat for a while, and it did. But this holiday season is really is really showing why there's a value to have both. And an unexpected one for me, um, one that I didn't think was going to matter because I had coped with the fact that I bought the all digital PS5. So I'm like, okay, I'm going digital. I'm fine with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of deals anytime I can find uh, digital credits for PSN, and I've done that. I feel like I've saved more money now than ever because I'm like, if I see a deal on PSN, I'm buying it, right? Um, but my Series X does have a disc drive, so I so I did throw a couple of games on my Christmas list, like a, like a Far Cry Six that's going to be cheaper on disc, and you know games like that, like that I that I passed up on because I didn't want to buy for seventy dollars. That I'm like, you know what, I do have a disc drive sitting around. It's my Series X, and I think it's incredible, and I'm playing it now more than ever because of Halo Infinite and because of Forza, the holiday season. Um, so that, that was one thing that I didn't really realize was a benefit. I have one that has a disc drive, and one that doesn't, so I kind of have the best of both worlds there. So. I like that uh, that point. That's that's interesting. That it's so funny. Like if you go back like six, seven years, maybe even before that, I was always leery of. Oh gosh, like I I don't want to to restrict myself with not having to just drive eventually. And what are the sales going to look like? They're never going to be on sale. That couldn't be further from the truth. Whether you're getting the hard copy, um, you know, Far Cry is thirty five dollars this week, or you're on PSN, like. Those, those deals are killer. They, you just got to wait for the right time. And like you said, you just got to be smart about it. Just like we talked about with the subscriptions. Just look for those deals. Load up when you can. And it's all going to be worth it in the end. Yeah, for me, like I made a point that if I ever see PSN credits on sale, I'm just going to buy them. So if there's ever a deal where I can get like 10% off a of PSN, like a $50 code or something like that, I'm buying it no matter what, just to, sit, just to stack up on it. And that way in my head, when I'm buying a full price game digitally, you know, it's, it's $10 cheaper. I actually got a benefit of buying digital. So that's kind of the way I've committed myself to, to making digital work for me. I think it's a good point. John, what else you got? Uh, so the last one I have on my list, I, I did I did kind of uh, allude to here, but I'm very thankful for the fall game rush. I love the fall holiday season when it comes to games. There's just so much to choose from and so much to have fun with. And for some people, that's frustrating. And, and that's, you know, that oh, where am I going to fit this time in? For me, it's like, man, I can't wait to plan out my game time. I can't wait to say right, this week's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Halo. And then like a couple weeks ago, it was, you know, it was Deathloop and diving into Life is Strange, True, True Colors. All these new games that I've been waiting all year to play are just hitting at the same time. Uh, and right now, you know, it's, you know, it's uh, Halo Infinite. That's going to be a through line throughout the holiday season. In, but Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Forza Horizon 5, uh, Call of Duty, throw that in there. I, I was having some fun with that. So just having all these nice, shiny new games to play is just so cool. And it's my favorite time of the year. And I couldn't be more thankful for it. Dude, I could not agree more. For years at the Geekiverse, we would do this article. You know, your fu- your, everybody's top five games they can't wait to get their hands on in the fall. So from September to November, maybe into December a little bit, you had to list five games. And it just was so much fun hearing everybody's perspective because there was just banger after banger, so many AAA games. Uh, and it's it's so much fun. I agree with you. I think it's the best time of year for gaming um, for a number of reasons. But I love 
I love when I get to a point where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. Oh my gosh. Like, when am I going to finish Deathloop? What a great problem to have. I'm such right. a spoiled brat, right? Like, I have Deathloop I have to finish. I have Metroid Dread that I'm going to hopefully play on John's new Switch at some point. And then, <laughs> um, you know, Halo Infinite, like, my gosh, Halo Infinite is taking me away from a lot right now. So Kana, as soon as we're done here, get the podcast up. I'm going to finish Kana. And then you know what I'm doing? Diving right into Halo. And then I'm thinking about Black Friday deals. Life is strange, like we talked about. $34 this week. Go get your hands on that. You said it's one of your Game of the Year contenders. Like, so much good stuff comes out. In, and you know what? It's spaced out enough. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And if it's not, you know, you just space it out yourself. That's what I do. You know, I mean, still, I'm still waiting to play Fire Cry. I'm, you know, I'm still going to find time for Halo when it comes out. Just got to, got to, you know, manage your workload. Be purposeful with your time. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I, two last things. They're, they're kind of quick here. Uh, this is an easy one. We've touched on it enough. Uh, I'm very thankful for an early Halo release. What a fun moment. I, I think we're going to look back on this in a few years and be like, you guys remember when they dropped Halo three weeks early? Yeah. Like, awesome. Never see that, right? It's always delay. Not here. It's they always like, hey, happy, anu- happy anniversary to, to Xbox and a Halo. Why don't you guys go play some Infinite? Yeah, it, it's always a thing. It's like, man, how cool would it be if they just dropped it now? And it's like, okay, it's a, it's a multi-million dollar AAA game. They're not just going to drop it now. They did it. They dropped it. <laughs> so cool. They did it. The rumors were true. Where there was right. smoke, there was fire. It's beautiful. So thankful for that. Um, last thing, this is uh, something we we talked about last week in depth. But I'm going to sum it up here. I'm thankful for another good superhero game. We got hey. Guardians of the Galaxy. It was a fun ride throughout that 15, 16 hour campaign. Go check out our first episode of Busy Sticks. John and I really broke down what we liked about the game. Uh, but it's nice to get a good superhero game outside of. Uh, an Insomniac Spider-Man game or uh, an Arkham game. So very excited about that. And again, not to throw shade at Avengers. We've talked about, you know, the, the so lots of love there. there. There's lots of love there. That's what I was going to say. Just despite its shortcomings, lots of good there. Just didn't get a fair shake is what it is. But at the end of the day, I'm happy we got another good superhero game. And you know what? We've got another Spider-Man on the way. We've got a Wolverine game on the way. We've got an Amy Hennig Marvel game. I'm going to call it right now, by the way, John. I think it's a Captain Marvel game. Ooh, a Captain Marvel game. That'll be fun. That'll be very fun. I think it is. That, that'd she be cool. alluded to, uh, in, in the press release, it, forgive me if it wasn't her. Uh, I thought it was her, but I thought they said something about humanity. And okay. that was a little bit of an, an underlying theme in the Captain Mar- Marvel movie, which I think is purposeful in okay. how they've teased this. It could be nothing. But I don't think so. So here we are, uh, November 23rd, 2021. I'm saying that Amy Henning is working on a Captain Marvel game. I hope I'm right. I don't have a prediction. I have a want, though. I would love a very grounded, Uncharted-style Captain America game during World War II. Sign me up right now. That would be so much fun. Like a very, very... And I don't mean dark in, this, in, in the way people use it. I mean, like, you're, you know... But you're in the trenches of World War II and you are Captain America and, you know, you're getting shot at with M- M4- MP40s, but you're throwing that shield and there's a fun narrative there and you're saving Bucky and that that's what I want. But, you know, I have no... That's just a guess. That's just a want. I like that. I like that a lot. What We could dedicate a whole episode to speculating on what that is. Maybe we will. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I... Anything else we're missing? I, I think we, we covered everything. Yeah, we got there. That, that's a lot to be thankful for. That is. And, and we could have listed so many more things. So it's a great time to be a gamer, as always. Uh, tell us in the comments below at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. What are you thankful for? Whether it's a wonderful first full year for the, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. It's these wonderful games that are coming out. It's games that haven't come out yet. We want to hear from you. Again, youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. We're going to wrap things up here on this episode of Busy Sticks. But before we do, we got to mention, we've got a really, really wonderful event coming in just a few weeks' time. We're less than two weeks away. December 4th, we're doing the second annual Geeks Give Back. It's a day dedicated to raising money for Make-A-Wish Foundation, Western New York. Uh, yours truly, we've got these beautiful faces here along with a few others throughout the day. And we're going to be streaming live uh, for about 12 hours or so. We're going to be playing video games. We're going to be talking uh, about a number 
of Geek Topics. We're going to have some special guests on the show, including Del Reed from 26 Shirts and Jeremy White from WGR 550. Can't wait to, to have fun, to hang out, and most importantly, to raise money for Make-A-Wish. Last year, we raised just shy $3,000. We've got much more ambitious plans this year, and we hope that you will go along for the ride. Again, that is December 4th. You can catch it right at facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. John, where can people find you on social media and anything to tease uh, for the stream at all or anything that you're excited or you're you're thinking about just about a week and a half out here? (laughs) That's what I was going to mention is that you verbalized that we are less than two weeks away and my stomach kind of just hit the ground because... Because like I've known that, of course I know the date, um, but no, we haven't said that yet. That it's less than two weeks away. So man, we got some work to do. It's fun work. I can't wait to do it. But I, uh, like you said, this is a much more ambitious stream. We're gonna have a lot going on. So we've got some work to do. Um, but we got some lapel mics. We got so some mics. <laughs> we, we we got we got the studio set up. We, we we probably need another you know good six hour session to just sit down and figure things out. But we got it. We got time. We got less than two weeks. Plenty of time. Um, me, I'm on I'm on social media at Disruptoid. Uh, you can find me talking about I don't know Pokemon and the Buffalo Sabers, and <laughs> that's about it. Uh, but you can uh, you can catch us soon for our next episode of the MCU Reviewed. As you just talked about Captain Marvel, that is the next episode. So I'm surprised you didn't make that tie-in, but I'm very excited to sit down and talk about that movie. I haven't watched it yet. I do like to keep my rewatches like as close to recording as possible. So whenever we pick a day to record, I'm gonna try to watch that movie. I've probably only seen it a few times, so it's gonna be pretty fresh for me. Can't wait. John, you were picking up what I was laying down there. I didn't want to say it because I, I saw, knew you would pick up those pieces. Saw the twinkle in your eye. There it is. So, yeah, I uh, not to give away much for that episode, but I'll say this. Uh, I did watch Captain Marvel two nights ago, and I like it way more than I remember liking it. So I've got a lot of good things to say about it. Cool. And can't wait to get there. We're going to have a special guest on the show, uh, which you're just going to have to wait and see. Ooh, so Teaser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, am at Josiah D. Leroy on social media. And uh, again, December 4th, we got Geeks Give Back. Hope you'll participate. Uh, donate if you're able to from a monetary standpoint. We're giving away lots and lots of prizes, including, by the way, we just, you know, John mentioned the Buffalo Sabres. We've got a pair of Buffalo Sabres tickets. Uh, you know, these, these seats, I'll tell you, you know, it's tough times being a Buffalo sports fan, as, as always. Uh, but these seats will make you think you died and went to heaven. True Ooh. hockey heaven, not hockey hell that we've lived in for the past uh, 10, 11 <laughs> years. So it, it will be worth your time. Uh, but uh, I'm just thankful for so many things. I'm thankful for John that we've got the, the Geekiverse up and running here with Busy Sticks. Thankful for uh, our sponsors and 26 Shirts and, and Fantastic. Thankful for, for Tim and JT. Just uh, the MCU reviewed. We, we've got a lot of fun things going on. We're, we're catching up here at the end of the year in the holiday season. What a, what a, what a crazy time for us to be like, hey, we're, we're going to launch a show, right? Like right. right in the middle of Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, the holiday season's coming up. But you know what? Damn it, we're going to do it. So we're getting momentum as we get into the new year. Uh, you can find The Geekiverse at thegeekiverse.com. Watch our videos at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse and listen to the podcast on podcast streaming services around the globe. We appreciate any support you're willing to give. But if you are able to give any sort of monetary donation, you can go to patreon.com slash thegeekiverse. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, basically uh, donate to, to help us do what we do there. We appreciate your support and you going along for the ride. For John, I'm Josiah. We'll catch you next week on another episode of Busy Sticks. Have a good night. <laughs>